Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hawks in the year on a good note with a win in Washington over the Wizards in DC, 130 to 126. Welcome to the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks podcast. I am your host, Tim Ogles. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Mikey Kabrinsky, where we talk everything Hawks. Let's go. All right, Mikey. Um, the Hawks go into D.C. and get a win. Um, this This game... The, the first half was really, really frustrating to watch. Um, uh, well, definitely just the first quarter. I felt like the Hawks just came into this game a little unprepared. Um, we talked about it in our uh, three keys in our last pod about um, the Hawks, you know, kind of playing down to competition. I felt like in the first quarter, after that first time, that first time out they took, Quinn Snyder really snapped them into place. Um, and then after the game, I felt like the Hawks played pretty solid. What did you think about this one? Yeah, def- definitely. Uh, I think this was a much-needed win for the Hawks. Uh, this was a business trip, as Trey Young uh, said at, at his, in his post-game conference. Uh, they, were able, they were able to fi- finally get, get this win, get off the four-game losing streak. And DeJounte Murray, Trey Young, and Jalen Johnson, really the three guys on this team, when you look at, when you look at the starting lineup, or the main guys in terms of usage and scoring options, all three had tremendous games. And yeah, it got a little bit dicey at the end there. The Hawks could not make free throws for whatever reason that prolonged the game a lot inside those final two, two and a half minutes. Uh, but they, they came out with the win. Overall, they've got to be better at end game execution, especially just taking care taking care of the ball and making sure to, to not let the opponent get easy points in transition to, to get quick points and not stop the clock. Uh, but overall, still good win heading into the new year. Let's see if that can build some momentum heading into 2024 yeah I, I think that something you know digging into the beginning of this game um washington started out on a 7-0 run uh two live ball turnovers by both point guards um Washington, um, in the beginning of this game, did not um, shy away from shooting. They did not shy away from um, playing their game and, and getting to the rim as well. I felt like Kyle Kuzma at the beginning of this game just could not miss. And, it's you know, he went two for four from deep. But the thing that irked me the most was the fast break points. And that goes into the live ball turnovers as well. Uh, allows them to get in transition a little more where Washington actually been really good in transition this year I think the you know as, as the turnovers kind of slowed down um 
the Hawks really started to find their footing. Yeah, the Wizards got up eventually 15-4 to four in this game. They were shooting 5 of 8 for the field at one point compared to the Hawks 2 from 10. And like you said, Tim, Kyle Kuzma was just, he had a ton of confidence today. He was launching that ball from three. He shot four threes early in the first quarter. He ended this game, Tim, shooting 31 shots from the field and taking 18 three-pointers. He had it in his mind that he was trying to ruin the Hawks. Ruin the Hawks New Year's uh, New Year's Eve tonight. Unfortunately, uh, fortunately for the Hawks, it didn't happen. But he was the one guy for the Wizards who really shot it well from three. Nobody else on the team really contributed there. And the Hawks saw that and really focused on shutting down the other guys and letting Kyle Kuzma really take these shots uh, that he was shooting them out, out of the game at one point in the second half. Yeah, I mean, 19 or 18 threes for Kyle Kuzma. I mean, that's like a Seth, uh, a Steph Curry stat. Like, that's one of those things you expect. Expect Jordan Poole maybe to take that many, but Kyle Kuzma, mm, not so much. Um, you know, going a little bit further in the first, Jalen Johnson um, definitely put his impact on this game almost immediately. Um, I felt like um, he, he tried to put Gafford on a poster, um, you know, and his his um, fearlessness uh, trying to get to the rim has been uh, fun to watch. Yeah, we talked about that in the last pod about just being able for Jalen just being able to get over get over what happened last time when he was in DC with that in- wrist injury and just get and taking revenge out on the court with his play and that's what he did tonight. Career high for Jalen as we'll get to his individual game later tonight. You know, but twenty three points and he he had his impact all over the floor throughout all four quarters and really trained Dejounte did it, did as well. Those three guys really carried the load for Atlanta and and that that's what you expect almost from those three nightly yeah and something cool that that happened in the first two Sadiq Bay he had five boards in the first six minutes of this game um that's really good for Sadiq I know we we talk about his defense and how luck, lackluster it has been but to see him make an impact um on something else other than shooting threes is something that the Hawks have needed um and he, he actually shot the three ball pretty well in this game as well. He did. Da- Daniel Gafford in this game picked up two early fouls in the first quarter. And this was some- this was something that I was really encouraged by because obviously Gafford's one of the premier shot blockers in the league. He's going to go for almost every single drive. I thought DeJounte Murray in particular did a great job in the first quarter and really the whole first half of mixing up when he got to the rim, what he was going to do. Was he going to lay it up? Was he going dish to dish it around to Capella, which he did an excellent job of in that first quarter. You know, there was one possession I, I think some some Hawks fans will talk about it where Murray missed Capella wide open down low and other than that one possession I feel like Murray was just great in this game and he he, he was able to get to the rim when he needed to shot the three ball when he needed to and he just felt like there was a complete game for Murray which Hawks fans hadn't seen in a while it was normally been great second great first half from Murray for the first for the first for the last three games but now a complete game for Murray and you see the result with a 30 plus point game yeah I mean DJ getting to the rim was quite refreshing to see I'm not gonna lie to you because he was only not only getting to his shots he was creating shots for others like he had so many dump offs to Clint that you know 
Yeah, he missed the one. But I, I think that, you know, him getting to the rim and creating those opportunities is half the battle with him. And um, when he's doing that, it's, you know, it's the Hawks offense will thrive. Yeah, and getting Gafford into that foul trouble by driving on him early really benefited the Hawks in the second half. In the third quarter, especially, Murray was able to just, and re- really everybody, Murray and especially Jalen in, in that in that third quarter was able to just dominate in the paint because besides Gafford, the, the Wizards center is Mike Muscala. Now, obviously, former Hawk, we, we love Muskie over here in Hawks Nation, but he's not a good defender. That that paint's going to be wide open. And I felt like Murray and Jalen just said, this is my paint now. I'm going to, to take over. And that's what they did. Yeah, and Quinn Snyder... Uh, called an early timeout in this game, and uh, man, I felt like just the ball movement in general was uh, phenomenal. Uh, Bruno Fernando, uh, Anyaka Okongwu missed this game uh, due to uh, an illness, so Bruno Fernando was playing backup center for the Hawks uh, tonight, and Something I really seen with the ball movement is there there was a drive by Jalen where he got stuck under the rim. He he finds, you know, he draws in his guy. He finds an open Garrison Matthews. And Garrison, instead of taking the shot, finds an even opener, if you can use that word, uh, Trey Young for a easy three. I mean, just easy. Like, there was no, like, you're 100% sure Trey's making that shot. It's refreshing to see Trey get a lot more catch-and-shoot threes this year, especially in a Quinn Snyder led offense he hasn't got a lot of those in his career with him having the ball all the time with so much usage so I don't he's been great on those all season and really throughout his career he just hasn't got a lot of a lot of opportunities for that he's doing that this year and the Hawks are reaping the benefits on the offensive end yeah um Interesting thing about the, the the way the first ended is Jalen Johnson comes in for a double clutch, nasty slam dunk, and as he's hanging on the rim, um, he um, they they inbound the ball and Denny Odija hits a double clutch fadeaway that oh man and it gives the wizards the lead 30 to 28 to uh finish this one off in yeah. the first. That, that sequence was this absurd uh bob bob rathman on the call definitely hyped up about about that jalen dunk and then on the other end when avdia makes that fadeaway three at that was at least 27 28 footer double clutch leaning to his left so his offhand and that shot goes in and you just gotta say you gotta be kidding me that's, that's all harsh fans definitely saying in their head but regardless of that result atlanta after that poor start, ended the quarter on a positive note. 13-2 to two run to get back into this game and really uh, gain the momentum heading into the second quarter. Yeah, and going into the second quarter, um, Jalen Johnson takeover time. Um, you know, to start the second, Trey, <laughs> Trey shoots one um, from the parking lot. Um, you know, to tie the game at 34. And then Jalen has a monster dunk where, um, once again, zero hesitation, um, which is – um, good to see with him having, you know, you know, wrists, uh, a broken wrist. So um, he, he's not worried about the wrist. Uh, you could tell in his game where he, he has no hesitation at, at attacking or putting himself into danger that way. Yeah, uh, Jalen, we're going to be saying this a lot on this pod, but off the catch is something that Quinn Snyder really preaches. And he saw that once Gafford went out of the game, he was able to drive into the paint with ease. Nobody was really able to able to cover him. Uh, he had three dunks in this game in the first half 11 points overall in this second quarter a 
and this was just it was just takeover mode for for Jalen. He ended up with eleven and eight at halftime. I'm sorry, eighteen and eight at halftime. Eleven of the eleven of those eighteen in in the second quarter. It was him. It was Dejounte. It was Trey. Pretty much the entire game. Yeah, and um, I felt like the Hawks were getting every look they wanted. Uh, definitely on the offensive side. Um, the only thing that was concerning in this game at, at this point in the second was Washington. Washington's ability to get to the rim. Um, I felt like um, they were getting to the rim pretty easy in this one. But in the second, the Hawks, uh, further on in the second, the Hawks go on a 6-0 run with Murray and Sadiq. Um, It's always good to see when Trey comes off the floor, if DeJounte Murray can keep the offense going, it's going to be a good night for the Hawks because, you know, normally when Trey comes off the floor, the offense has been struggling for the Hawks. And um, I I didn't feel that in this game. I felt like DeJounte, you know, kept the Hawks afloat in this game, definitely um, when Trey was off the floor. Yeah, and something that's even more encouraging for Hawks fans is Bogey didn't have a good night tonight. Uh, Yeah, he didn't shoot well from the floor at all, but he's one of those main guys when Trey Young is off the floor that the Hawks offense generally goes to. Murray was able to lead lead the offense without without that six man of the year candidate and still get shots for Sadiq for Jalen Johnson on the floor and for and for Capella as well. So this was really really the game that why did the Hawks get Dejounte Murray? You're gonna watch this game and say yeah he was able to do everything that the Hawks asked him to. Also I thought Murray's a point of attack defense tonight uh, was great on Jordan Poole. Yeah, and the Hawks take the that 51 45 lead and Jordan Poole. I'm going to go into this for a second. For some strange reason, had the the nerve to taunt Clint Capella on what seemed to be a, a late rotation by Clint and an easy layup for him. But instead, I, it makes no sense why he chirped at, at Clint. He gets a tech, um, so his layup really was just a one-point layup. And the Hawks, you know, went in on an extended 26-16 to 16 run. Um, Kyle Kuzma at this point was five of 10 from three with 20 points. Uh, I felt like he had to cool off at some point and the second half, he definitely did. Um, the, the Hawks ended up taking a 61 52 lead here towards the end of the second quarter. And Jalen Johnson, when he's grabbing all the rebounds he did in this game, we'll get into it a bit more, but he did end this game with 13 rebounds. That's two monster games with a lot of rebounds for Jalen. And when he's doing that, that gives the Hawks offense more pace and just so much more energy getting up the floor quicker. And for an elite offense, that's where you want to score more in this game. Atlanta ended up getting up by 10 at 68-58 and tr- basically it was that 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 score was on, was honestly just so it matched what what you were watching on, on the on the game just because you saw Trey, Jalen and DeJounte all playing well and Kuzma was really the only guy for the Wizards uh, trying trying to give them offense consistently. Yeah, I felt like Jalen and Trey took over to end the second half. Um I felt like um they had a lot of energy going in. Uh Jalen ended with a in the second and and Trey had 18 and nine DJ had 15 like I felt like the Hawks were in a really really good place going into halftime moving 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 on to the third um Kuzma (laughs) Kuzma goes on a 4-0 run by himself and JJ and and Trey uh after that 4-0 run by Kuzma really kind of got back into the game um, and kind of kept going with what they were doing that was working so well for the Hawks. And they uh, they had the lead at 76-67. Uh, uh, so, I mean, 
I felt like the Hawks at that point were going to go on another run, create a bigger gap, and um, they definitely um, let the Wizards hang around in this game where I felt like the Hawks could have definitely closed them out early in this game. Uh, I think so, too. It felt like the Hawks should have had at least a 20-plus point lead at some point in this game. Uh, they didn't. It was it was encouraging to see Sadiq hit a corner three, though. He'd been really struggling mightily, uh, especially from that left corner. Last year, he was so good in that left corner, but this year, he shot sub 30% from the left corner and you know he hit one in there to give the Hawks an 81 to 72 lead and throughout the throughout the third quarter the Wizards weren't really scoring well in the half court anytime anytime they were taking the ball out of the net it seemed like it seemed like the Hawks the defense in the half court was able to was able to slow them down and not get in, not get in the rhythm. That's why the turn the turnover battle it, it was so key for the Hawks. And in the beginning of the first quarter, the, they had three live ball turnovers, and the Wizards turned all of those into easy fast break points. But overall, for the game, twelve turnovers for the Hawks. That's definitely a number that you'd like to see. You know, moving on uh, a little bit further in the third, Kuz with another three. Washington only scored well in transition in this game. I felt like, you know, the lead uh, got down to four points in this game, and I felt like the Hawks uh, kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit. Like I felt like the Hawks could really get anything offensively they wanted, but I felt like they were just taking a little bit poor of a shot uh, later in the third. Bogey really struggled in this game too. Um, he was two from eleven, uh, two for eleven. Um, that's you know, Bogey was on such a hot hot streak for the Hawks and him cooling down but DeJounte stepping up is definitely the reason the Hawks won this game yeah huge reason and in the third I thought Murray it was great that Murray was getting to the rim and he but he was attacking Daniel Gafford I think a bit over aggressive to begin the third quarter he did get blocked twice in like a span of four possessions by Gafford like I said one of the more elite shot blockers in this league but I thought I thought he did a great job when Gafford got when Gafford got in foul trouble and he went off the floor Murray still attacked that rim and when Muscala was in the game he was cooking in that third quarter he got he got the Hawks lead back up to 11 with a 15 to 3 run and that also included a stretch where the Hawks got six consecutive stops in a 9-0 run that was that was a key stretch in this game Bogey also ended the third quarter on a high note with a tough fading floater uh to give the Hawks an 187 lead heading into the final frame yeah and I felt like Bogey in this game um once Bogey realized that the three wasn't really falling tonight or you know, he, he decided to get to the two and Bogey is an elite shooter. He shoot from anywhere on the floor. And I felt like, you know, that was a good decision by Bogey to, you know, notice that the three ball is not falling, but also you have to contribute um, by, by hitting twos. Yeah. And overall in the fourth quarter, really until the six minute mark, the both teams are just going back and forth. The Hawks would, the Hawks would maybe miss a couple of shots here. The Wizards wouldn't, the Wizards would make him. And they, they had the lead to basically just, just above six points in that six to ten range. Uh, but as the game shifted with five minutes left, the Hawks had a 112-106 lead. Trey Young has a filthy fake behind the back pass, fake behind the back pass on the left wing, and it leads to a high floater. That play was just one of those things where you're like, wow, Trey Young just has the IQ, the basketball instinct of, of just someone that you know is in rhythm. In this game, his box score showed that. Straight nasty. That behind the back was insane. Um, you know, the Hawks. 
uh, creating separation with DeJounte Murray. Um, he hit a shot clock three um, and a 10-0 run to make it 123 to 108. Um, I felt like Trey, at that point, Trey hits a dagger three with 215 left, and I felt like the game was over. Yeah, but, so did I. So did but, I. Buddy, but, buddy, we were wrong because <laughs> Washington did not give up an ounce a- after Trey made that shot. It was back and forth, back and forth. It was crazy. Yeah, Tyus Jones after that. The Wizards took a timeout. Normally, you know, you'll see coaches do that to say, okay, we'll empty our bench. Uh, Wes Unsell Jr. did not empty his bench. Tyus Jones came out. He hits a four-point play. Trey missed a couple free throws a- after that possession. And after that, with around a minute left, you're looking at just a, two pos- just a two-possession game now. And after being up, what? 123 108 with 215 left this is this was the old hawks the hawks that we've seen for the past four games losing a double digit leads in the second half in crunch time it was not a welcome sight now thankfully that the atlanta hawks did just enough to, to come away with the win but bad foul shooting giving washington early looks in the shot clock when they're trying to waste time it just not their head was just not in the right space to end this game tim yeah um i felt like the free throw shooting was putrid uh i felt like like, you know, it was one of those things where the Hawks needed those free throw shots and that just weren't going in. Uh, you know, Trey Young is a phenomenal free throw shooter and it, he just didn't have it. Yeah, Atlanta missed seven free throws inside the final two minutes. And this really opened the door for the Wizards. Now, they didn't go through, but... Uh, just not not a good sign in terms of how you want the Hawks to be progressing uh, out of this funk that they're in in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and something that Trey said in the post-game interview caught my attention really well. He said this is a must-win game, and he used the word must-win. Um, he said that, you know, the Hawks needed this win. They owed Washington one for injuring Jalen Johnson and getting payback, and I felt like that meant a lot more to Jalen Johnson when he hears that interview to know that Trey Young has his back no matter what and you know that's something we don't see very often with the Hawks as of lately is um, players you know coming out and publicly publicly supporting their other guys and letting them know they got their back no matter what and that's something that this Hawks team needs to build you know definitely together. Yeah for sure as we move on to the box score here Garrison Matthews off the bench he played 13 minutes uh he had finished with no points but did add an assist and a rebound i thought i thought garrison was pretty good defensively in his minutes i uh, didn't contribute much on offense but nonetheless a solid game from garrison yeah he, he actually got one of those tyrese halliburton assists um for the trey young three wild um bruno fernando uh 14 minutes over two from the field uh, three rebounds, two assists, one steal, um, zero points. I, I felt like, you know, Bruno what in the first half was okay. Um, in the second half, he was really rough, definitely defensively. Yeah, and Bruno's always going to bring the energy. He was great in that Cavaliers game, but here when he, when he got his opportunity, I do not think he was as dominant against somebody he probably should have been able to to do more against in Michael Scala. For the Hawks, I want to go to Patty, Patty Mills now. He played eight minutes. He was also the first guy off the bench, interesting for Quinn Snyder again this is two games in a row now uh, he played eight minutes uh, and he recorded two rebounds I don't don't think he was particularly good in his minutes you know he was, he was a plus 17 in his in his eight minutes but it didn't really feel like his impact was uh, that big yeah I mean for Patty it's one of those things where um I felt like 
you know, he was just out there uh, filling the minutes as best as he could. Um, moving on to Bogey. Um, Bogey had 27 minutes, five for 19 from the field, one from eight from deep. Um, that's not a good stat for Bogey. Normally, Bogey is a you know a 40% three-point shooter, and you know he's going through a little slump right now. Um, one rebound, one assist, 12 points. I felt like Bogey was. Um, okay in this game i felt like you know he he didn't have his best game but i felt like he was okay I, a, a lot of the uh, a lot of the shots that he was taking weren't necessarily four shots these were open looks and looks that bogey uh can hit and will take a lot of the time but i just don't i just don't think he, he had it tonight in terms of his shot he'll be better at, he'll be better than this i'm sure uh but yeah not not the greatest game from bogey as we move on to the starters sadiq bay tonight he played 32 minutes four of ten from the field two of five from from deep which you would you like that percentage there 11 points, one block, and 11 rebounds as well. And you'll see in a minute, the Hawks really battled on the glass and, and came away uh, with the advantage here in this game. I thought Sadiq was really a catalyst for that. Uh, I don't think I don't think he was with terrible defensively tonight. And this was honestly a game from Sadiq where hopefully this turns around his shooting slump. Yeah. And, you know, something just looking at the box score, um, all five starters were in double digits. Uh, three of them had double digit rebounds. So that's, you know, for for the Hawks, that is a great sign. Um, moving to Clint Capella, uh, 32 minutes, five from 11 from the field. Um, one for four from the free throw line. That that's interesting from Clint, just because of how well he's been shooting free throws uh, as of lately. Uh, Seventeen rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block, eleven points. I felt like Clint Capella uh, played really well in this game. Yeah, his after after a rough game, he was back on uh, the game the game streak that he's been playing just amazing right now. The activity, he's he's finishing in traffic, and you know while while the field goal percentage tonight wasn't as good as it has been normally five for 11 uh i think slowly but surely he's he's gonna have his legs back after after a couple games because with with capella he's not that far up there in age but with the knee troubles with the achilles troubles that has had i feel like he'll have some of these games in there where he won't be at his best but after that you'll see a game like tonight where he impacted the game in so many areas throughout the box score yeah or, yeah for capella, for for capella i wanted to add one more thing um for capella's something something i, I want to see is you know his finishing at the rim I felt like in this game where he could have had a couple more shots where <laughs> he shuffles his feet. Hopefully he can get that under control. And I think that, you know, Clint can probably even up his uh, field goal percentages. Yeah. As in 34 minutes, DeJounte Murray tonight, I think his second best game of the season. 13 of 21 from the field. So efficient there. Three of six from deep, three of five at the line for 32 points, three of six, six rebounds. I don't think you can ask much more, any more from DeJounte with what he did tonight. Uh, really complete game. Not a tale of two halves tonight. Two great halves. And the thing I was most impressed by was, like we said earlier in the game, Tim, when DeJounte was on the floor by himself without Trey, the offense didn't seem to take a hit at all. And and that's what you love to see. Yeah. And my main thing with DeJounte, and I've talked about it, is consistency. Can he consistently have uh, great second halves? Um, he is, you know, done phenomenal in first halves of games. Can he finish them off? And he definitely did in this one. Um, moving to Trey Young, 39 minutes, 11 from 19 from the field, four from eight from deep, um, 19 free throws. Um, he only hit 14 of them. Three rebounds, 13 assists, three steals, 
40 points. Uh, I felt like Trey Young was phenomenal in this game. Uh, you know, the the stat line that I love to see from Trey is the three steals. Um, he was playing the passing lanes really well in this game. Uh, he was getting physical with guys. I felt like, you know, Trey had a, a really good game. Yeah, both the back, both backcourt guys, uh, Trey and DeJounte, bounced back tonight after after subpar performance in the last game. And it's really, it's really great to see just because with the, with the losing streak and the way this team has been playing as of lately, it's really easy, really easy to let that affect you. But going into this game against an opponent that you know you have to beat, uh, that's really encouraging to see two elite performances in your backcourt. As we move on to the player of the game for the Hawks, Jalen Johnson in 37 minutes, 9 of 12 from the field, 2 of 4 from deep, 4 of 5 from the line for 13 rebounds, 4 assists, and 24 points. Now, Jalen might not have had a 40-piece or or 30-piece that DeJounte had, but his impact on this game was felt from the jump. And especially in that second quarter, he was the catalyst to provide that separation into halftime and really throughout the entire game. Yeah. Um, for Jalen, something, you know, this is a career high for him. Um, the 13 rebounds, it's just, you know, the thing with him is he impacts the game so much for the Hawks and the Hawks desperately have, have missed him and having him back and having these kind of performances is something the Hawks have desperately needed. Yeah. The rebounds I want to point out specifically again, I, I mentioned it earlier, but again, especially against teams that are poor defensively and don't, and don't really get back a lot. Jalen can, can abuse his rebounding ability and go down the floor quickly. Doesn't necessarily need to find a guard like Trey or Murray or, or, or bogey uh, to initiate the offense and Jalen did a great job of that in this game as we move on to the three keys now for the next matchup the Hawks face the Thunder at State Farm Arena for the first game in 2024 number one Tim it's got to be rebounding yeah and we just talked about Jalen Johnson and Clint yeah so you're gonna have to have one of those things where you know Jalen Clint are gonna have to you know make it known that they are getting to the uh, to the glass and you know have concern efforts to make sure you're boxing out uh, guys like Chet Holmgren and Jalen Williams because these guys like to get to the board as well. Yeah, the Hawks won the rebounding battle tonight, fifty-eight to forty-two. Um, against you know, the, the Hawks aren't aren't the biggest team. But Gafford, real Gafford, really strong inside. So you'd love to see the Hawks dominating in a category that they should have, and and they did that in this game. The, the, the second key: How are the Hawks going to match up with Shea Gilgis Alexander, an elite guard in this year in this game? He's probably in the MVP race. He's easily in the MVP race right now with how the Thunder are playing. And, you know, he's had multiple 40-point games this, these past few weeks. This dude is a legit superstar. How are the Hawks going to match up? I think it's going to be Jalen Johnson on Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yeah, uh, I think that Jalen's probably your best option. Um, I think that it's really it's really hard with OKC because you have a guy like uh, J-Dub that can, can really – Bully DeJounte too. So um, it's one of those things where the Hawks are going to have to probably, you know, switch back and forth maybe on how they do it and and keep Shea kind of on, on his toes on whether who's guarding him. Um, and as something that I'd like to see Jalen or DeJounte do is fight through some screens. Um, Shea is really good at the pick and roll and he gets downhill really quick. So I'd like to see him fight through those screens and, you know, kind of cut off what he's got going on. Yeah, and this ties into the rebounding point as well, because if Jalen is 
is guarding Shea. You've got one of your best rebounders out on the perimeter a lot. So DeJounte Murray, Sadiq Bey, Clint Capella, all these guys are going to have to crash the boards and be, a- and be able to grab a lot of those. I- hopefully Onyeka Kongu will-, will be available in this game. If that's the case, you might see the Hawks go with the two big lineup uh, because of the size that they'll, they'll need if Jalen Johnson is on the perimeter defending Shea. Yeah, and for the last key, um, it's going to be protecting the paint. And I, I think, you know, and, and even further than that, uh, on the other side, the Hawks are going to have to be creative in the paint. I felt like, you know, for the Hawks, um, protecting the paint against guys like Chet Holmgren, uh, Shea, J-Dub, these are all guys that can get to the rim at ease sometimes. So it's going to be a concerned effort to to control the paint in this game. Yeah, last season, I, I know Shea led the league in drives per game in the, in the paint. So these these guys will need these guys will need to protect the paint. And you know, for a bonus key, like you mentioned, on the other end, the Hawks got to be creative in the paint. Chet Holmgren has already proven himself to be an elite shot blocker in this league. Multiple games with over five blocks already this season. Recently had seven blocks in a game. So can can the Hawks be be creative with you know dishing dishing the ball out to their bigs if, if the guard is going in for a layup kicking out for a three is their floater going to be on these these things are going to be key to having offensive success against a good defensive team in OKC so can the Hawks get consecutive winnings win sorry heading into the new year we will see I hope so um I wanted to take this uh, little time to tell everybody happy new year um you know thank you to everybody that follow us and supports us with this podcast and I can't wait to see where 2024 brings us and that'll do it for this episode of the sports ethos atlanta hawks podcast make sure to follow this podcast wherever you get your podcast content like spotify apple Podcasts, and more you can follow me on x at pinwizard 300 and follow tim at timhawks23 be on the lookout to receive the latest hawks coverage from us thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next one peace peace Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.